So I decided a bit earlier today to uh, give a talk on generosity. I don't, I don't often choose a theme before I speak, but today I thought I'd do that. And, and uh, so when I came in this evening and sat down and, and looked at everybody, I just felt very, very touched. And I found tears coming to my eyes because I realised that everybody here has, has given to this place, this Bahara, in some way. Actually, as I speak about it, I feel again I'm very moved. Everybody here is... is uh, in, in quite unique ways also, each person in their own particular way has given to this, you know, to this little monastery here to, uh, you know, to keep it running and to keep us fed and to, um, and to keep the, the Dhamma being shared by others also, you know, like organising the, ret- the retreat and being part of the board and and uh, doing drives and bringing food and staying here and helping out with cooking and all of these things, processing the money, and all of these things, you know. And uh, and then the, you know, each of us living here, also the things that each person does to, to make it happen, to make this little vihara keep going. So I just felt very... I, I noticed how I could have turned around and not had that in my mind at all and missed that. But because it was in my mind, the, the, the act of generosity was like, wow, here it is. We're sitting in a field of generosity. Maybe we should turn it, it off. Agrees. <laughs> <laughs> it agrees. Morse code. Just touch it. Thank you. Thank you. It's good. That's okay, yeah. It seems I think that's okay, that one. You could make the light behind you if you want. Do you need a light? You're right, yeah. Have your own lights. Be a light onto yourself. <laughs> 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 so just noticing that... that um, Thing of, like, if I hadn't have thought about it, if it hadn't been in my consciousness, I'd have missed that. Maybe, maybe I wouldn't have actually, but probably I would have missed that aspect. And, that, and it's it's very beautiful, and that every every person here, and many other people who aren't here, you know, and even people who've never even been here, or met us or anything, are, are part of this kind of field of, of generosity. And. Uh, you know, when you touch into it, it is so amazing. It's such a, a powerful. It just opens up the heart, you know, and just can't help but being moved by this, this, uh, I don't know what you call it, this this field or this pool of, of generosity. And and I was just thinking about how easy it is, like living here, 
we we're living in this field of generosity. We're we're supported by the the goodness and generosity of others, and uh, and then you know, what we do with that, you know, we can. I think we can't go too far. It's one of the one of the blessings of living as an alms mendicant is that. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> is that you can't really, unless you're really unconscious, you can't go too far off, because you, then you just reflect on the fact that this food, this my meal today was offered through the generosity of others, and it was cooked by through the generosity of others. And, uh, you know, the rent that's paid, and the the healthcare bills, all of that is, is given, and the, the, the robes I'm wearing, all of it, is given through the generosity of others. And, and just, as soon as there's just even the slightest recollection of that is like an inspiration or an incentive to to practice well and I think one of the, the things that we find living here is that the, there's a lot of at least I speak for myself but I think I'm probably not the only one there's a there's um there are, there's a lot of giving and sometimes the the stopping and settling into the practice can kind of take a second uh, place uh, certainly in, in relation to how I lived before as a nun there's less I have I find less time and also less um, not exactly support but the, the momentum of giving is, is or of, of doing and of giving is it becomes so strong that, that it becomes difficult to actually stop and just come back to the breath and back to the mind and, and be with what's happening but then, uh, you know, in a way, if it, without, if as long as I tune in, and what I recognise tonight is, as long as I tune in to the the actual spirit of generosity, then that in itself is so nourishing that it that it is the practice. You know, the practice begins with generosity. The path begins with generosity, and it can come in so many forms. Also, one of the, the first of the ten parameters is generosity. Dana, well, it's dana, which is giving. So it can come in so many forms. And in Pali, there's the word chaga, which is the quality of generosity of the heart. And then there's dana, which is the act of giving that's motivated by chaga. So they kind of often dana is used as a as a general term for generosity, but it, it actually means the act of giving, and uh, it can be, of course, dana can be um, motivated from different things. You know, there can be dana that's motivated by, uh, like you know, you have to pay your taxes because otherwise you get into trouble. You know, that's that's a kind of a dana, or there could be, you know, you're you're, you're in the street and there's somebody with a knife who says, "Hand over your wallet," and you hand it over. It's a kind of dana, but it's not a dana that's motivated by chaga. That's probably motivated by um, maybe uh, a sense of the first one, maybe a sense of ethics, and the second one, maybe a sense of fear. And so, the, so dana in itself is just the, the giving, the actual giving. But then, the, when it's motivated by chaga, by generosity, then there's this uh, you kind of step into this field sort of, of interconnection. So it's what we, we, we are all the time uh, into being, interrelated, affected by each other and influencing each other. And that never stops. But we forget it and we become a separate individual person 
and that experience can be very um, alienating and uh, narrow and sometimes even very miserable. So this intention or this this mind state of chaga of, of, of generosity it's like it, it opens us out of that little separate self experience mm. and it might be at first with kind of like me giving to you because it's a good thing or because it's a good cause it can start there and that's already really good uh, but it can it goes much further than that so it can open us up into the the truth of the of the interconnectedness into being of all things, and then seeing what is good, and then wanting to be part of that through giving to it. And like I said, there's many different motivations for for dana for giving, and the Buddha lists a whole load of different motivations for giving, you know, starting with, I want to get something good back. You know, I want to give because then I'll receive something good when I die or, or later on. And, and uh, he doesn't criticize any any of the motivations. He just says there are all these different motivations. It might be because it's traditional, because I want to get something, because uh, I forget them all now. But he lists a whole a load of different motivations, and then the the last one being simply giving because it's one wants to give because it's a good thing, because it's a beautiful act. And for every motivation, he he points out that this is wholesome. Every, every motivation for giving, even if you're giving to get something back for yourself, it has wholesome results. Mm. So I think sometimes we, we, we hold the ideal too high. You know, you should only give if your mind is really pure, and you have no ulterior motive. But the Buddha is saying, well, you know, if you give thinking, I want to get something back for myself, it still has really wholesome results for yourself and for the person you give to. But you can, but there, there, but you can do better than that. You know, there, there's higher, there are higher motivations and higher results from giving. And um, the, you know, the more selfless the, the giving is then the, the greater the result because this path is a path of you know, understanding and letting go of the separate self and uh, as I said from time to time you know the, the more that like any kind of sense of separate self is in itself dukkha it's an unpleasant state so the the path is leading us to letting go of this separate individual me and mine experience into the the greater um, dynamic unfolding that is happening all the time that we are all part of it at every moment and it's it's this kind of paradox because at one on one hand you know there there is just this this manifestation going on there. There is this momentary unfolding that's happening now, and, and you know, all of us who are here together at this moment, you know, we're we're in a, in a way in a certain field, and we're influencing that through our 
intention, our awareness through the through what we've given to it already. And and so we are, we are all and, and even and also even through our breath as we sit here together, we're breathing together, we're sharing the breath, which and the plants are also part of that. And the probably little microorganisms in the carpet are also part of that. So we're all sharing in that way. And and we are all unique and, and individual. This is it's a paradox, you know. So, like I said in the beginning, when I look around, when I look at everyone here, and I just think of the different ways people have given through their different skills and qualities and and abilities and resources. It's all it's, it's each it's all unique. Each person is giving in a unique way, and the the very act of giving is creating something which is unifying and whole. So this is the kind of uh, paradox that we live in, in a way. If, if, uh, we are all individual, we're born and we have this separate body and we're unique, we are a unique unfolding in this moment. And we are, you know, we are part of the human race, we are part of the, the cosmos. We are part of each other. So the more we understand that uh, that interbeing or that oneness, then in some ways the, the, the freer it is to give. You know, it's not so much about me having to give to somebody else, but it's uh, it's it's giving into the whole being part of the whole experience and then seeing, well, because I, you know, I already am part of the whole experience. So what am I giving to that? And it really starts with the, our intention. Because we can be, you know, I can just think of myself, you know, I can be sitting in the office doing work or, or going to a teaching or, and, uh, and if my mind is not in the right place then it can be like, Oh, I'm, I'm having to do this. I'm tired. I'm having to spend my time in the office doing all these things, and then it becomes really wearing. Or uh, oh, I've got to go to this this teaching engagement because da da da, and I'm tired, and then it's it becomes wearing. But if there's if I can just shift the mind state into recognizing that all of this is part of a field of dhamma, actually. Mm. Which is a really incredible blessing <laughs> to be part of, you know, amazing to be part of that, and and that you know this is what's needed at this moment, or or even this is what can be offered. This is what I can offer into this space, and there's many things that I can't offer. There's many things that I'm, I'm not able to do, and I can't offer that other people can do. And thankfully, you know, we all have these particular skills and qualities that we can put in but just bringing to mind I just notice the difference when I'm thinking, uh, which I do more than, more often than I should than I'd like to uh, thinking, oh you know, I'm so tired, I've got so much to do oh, no. and then what I'm doing is, is kind of it's still giving but it's not giving with a, with a heart of generosity it's giving with a tired heart or a, or a maybe slightly resentful heart or something like this 
And then just making that shift of attention to seeing what it is I'm giving to and you know, how that might benefit the whole. And uh, going past you know, the ideas of what is the right amount. So of course we can give too much and then get burnt out. And I think, uh, I know there's people here in their work who have give a lot in the, in the work time. And, and we can get burnt out if we're not careful. So we also have to give to ourselves and give ourselves time and support for the practice. But uh, I just really want to highlight that shift of attention. How if we're looking in a kind of like, oh, it's all too much, poor me, mind state, it gets really heavy, draining. And if you can shift that to see what is most valuable to give at this moment, and, and what can this particular being offer into this, this space at this moment, And you know, also the the thought of you know putting aside what I want for what might benefit someone else. Not if it's a life or death, you know. If we're going to kind of collapse in a in a heap, if we if we uh, you know give over what we need, we obviously obviously we have to keep a certain middle way there and a balance. But and I do know this is reminded of one sister that I know who would from time to time end up in hospital because she would give so, so much mm. so dedicatedly that she would sometimes just have to kind of be rushed off to hospital <laughs> so to try and, try and get a balance to try and get a balance and uh, but even that you know there's something kind of kind of beautiful in it but not to not to kind of take it to that to, to that extreme you know so to know when to stop and take care of yourself And uh, it's going to be a short talk tonight, but I just wanted to get, do, read a little piece that I found in the suttas that I've, I really appreciate because I was looking up different teachings on generosity and giving, which there are many, many in the suttas. And there's one little line from the Dhammapada which, which says, Conquer stinginess with a gift. <laughs> I thought that was really <laughs> lovely. You know, you can feel when that when the heart starts to kind of contract and no, I don't want to, or me, mine. You know, I need enough for myself, and 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 of course we do need enough for ourselves, but generally we have more than enough. So just noticing that 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 quality of heart that's that's holding back and that's kind of contracted and, and stingy and and fearful, conquer stinginess with a gift. Mm. It's lovely, and it's not saying you have to give everything, but just. Just give a little something, and it'll it'll change your heart. And then there's a, a teaching from the Sutta Nipata, where the Buddha says, "So when the world is on fire with aging and death, one should salvage one's wealth by giving. What is given is well salvaged." I found that very profound. So, you know, we, here we are in this, 
in this process of, of birth, aging and death. We've been born, here we are in the world, and it's running on by. You know, the days and nights are running on by. And I was just struck that today somebody mentioned their age and it suddenly hit me like, wow, I'm getting old. <laughs> I'm getting old though, I'm middle aged, you know, just it's just like life is rushing by. And you know, we are this process. We are this process of this dynamic process that and, and we've we've come into birth in this separate body. It's going through its process faster than maybe we like. And at some point it's gonna die, this body, and it'll break up. And who knows what happens after that. Where we where we end up, what what, what happens to the consciousness. So you know, we can hold on to things because they make us feel better, because they're precious, because they're mine, because they feel like kind of part of me. We hold on to things out of a sense of security. And the Buddha's saying, you should salvage your wealth by giving. Mm. What is given is well salvaged. So by that, he's, he's, point, he's kind of pointing to the, the fact that we can't really hold on to anything for very long, just for a while. And, you know, whatever, whatever wealth we have, of course, you know, we, we don't want to be destitute. So whatever wealth we have, it's, it's there as a, as a resource, as something that we can give from. And, uh, you know, there's, there's, it's kind of futile to try and hold on to any of our wealth, even if it's the wealth of, of health or the wealth of, of uh, monetary health, uh, wealth or, you know, the wealth of, of, uh, of intellect even, or the, the wealth of, of having a gift of speaking or whatever it is, whatever wealth we have, that, that not to hold on to it, not to be stingy with it, but to be generous. So if we're healthy, to use this healthy body in a way that's, that's beneficial to other beings and to ourselves. If we've got a bright mind, to use that for the benefit of, uh, for our own benefit and for the benefit of others. If we've got a, a generous heart but not a lot, we can still use that. So we've a number of people here have been on the, the homeless breakfast. Obviously that's a kind of miracle, the homeless breakfast that we do. Because it's you know it's a few people who give what they have give a little you know nobody's giving like huge mega bucks you know it's, but everybody's giving something and and then making and then this is jaiti baking with the flour and you know making much of what is there making the, the very best of what what is, what is here and then. Other, you know, other people being inspired by that and then giving to that and then going out and giving to people who need it. And that gives joy. And then the, and in that giving, at times, those of you who've been out there, at times there's, that, there's an experience of just dropping into a field of maybe selflessness and loving kindness, generosity. And so it's, 
So in giving, there is this incredible receiving. There's this, is it, is it like a, it's like receiving a teaching, actually, in my experience. So this is like this, this kind of miraculous field of, of chaga, of, of generosity. And it doesn't, it doesn't take a lot, it doesn't take a lot of wealth or a lot of time even. It does take some time and effort and some resources, but it doesn't take a lot. But that collective intention of generosity, of giving, has a really big effect. It has big ripples. And they go out to those who are given to and, the, and to those who are giving. And there's, in a way, there's, there's no longer, you can't really see where one begins and one ends. There's just this kind of mutual experience of, of blessing, really. So it's also something we experience when we go on alms on the street. And we go there with our empty bowl. And then people give to us and they thank us for being there to be given to so for, for us is this incredible experience of receiving people's generosity and for them there's experience of gratitude for being able to give to something wholesome so it's like this amazing field of blessings so we're all part of that and there's you know I've just spoken about here in this vihara you know how everyone's connected to this but you know you also you leave here and you go back to your your other life or lives that they everybody have, mm-hmm. and that's you know, there's so many opportunities to uh, like attune the mind to chaga, the heart and the mind. So I wish you great joy in uh, exploring that territory further and I uh, hope you, that you remember you know, this is I hope I will remember at times when it gets into kind of a bit deadened and uh, all about me and what I have to do uh, that, that, that they can remember to just oh chaga there's that quality of giving and there's always an opportunity every moment is an opportunity <coughs> So it can just even be an attitude that we bring to what we're doing in the present moment. So uh, may experience great joy and be a source of blessings in the world.